0: Welcome to the Pop Culture Cosmos. And we're back
1: with Pop Culture Cosmos. It's Gerald Glasser. Come right back at you here at the Pop Culture Cosmos. Thanks so much for watching and listening. We truly appreciate it. Hopefully everyone's had a great weekend and looking forward to a great week here in pop culture. Cannot thank you enough for watching and listening. And also go ahead and make sure you give us that five-star review wherever
0: you get your podcasts. Always great to have you here. And look who's here with us once again. He's the man on the road. It is TJ Johnson. TJ, great to have you here, my friend. Just driving along there in Chicago, I think.
1: Isn't that
2: correct? Yeah, uh, yeah, man. You know, just uh, making it do what it do. Thank you, Double G, for having me back on the show. Uh, Always a good time when I'm visiting my good friend at the Pop Culture Cosmos. Uh, absolutely indeed. That I that good? That good? Oh, that's
1: that's better than i can do that's for dang sure but i'll tell you what got a lot of stuff we want to talk about uh, i think the first thing we do have to bring up uh, and no it's not super mario brothers winning at the box office yet again
2: <laughs> yet again uh,
1: yet again although that's clearly on its way to a billion dollars and i'm so happy yeah. to see the success for cool. nintendo on that yeah. one yeah absolutely I do want to suggest, though, that the next movie that will challenge Super Mario Brothers. and we talked about this on Friday's show with Melinda and I, and that is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. But that's just the tip of the iceberg when you talk about the Marvel Cinematic Universe, because there's a lot of things going on for Marvel. But the future for the Marvel Cinematic Universe is in some question, because first things first. It's a May release, early May release. And with always uh, early May, you see a Marvel movie coming out, but there's going to be some residual declining viewership because right now it's projected to do somewhere between 130 to $150 million opening for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, which normally on the surface you would say that's fantastic, which would mean probably about a $200, dollars million first week opening but when it comes down to it those are not the same numbers that it got the last time around and that's around the same numbers that it got the first time around because it did so exceedingly well and surprised audiences the first time around it came out in august so many years ago i think 2014 if i'm not mistaken so that being the case that's just the tip of the iceberg when you consider what's coming up for the marvel cinematic universe The Marvels, which debuted a trailer, which has gotten uh, okay thoughts. Some people are not digging it as much as as some others, but it's gotten okay thoughts on it, but not overwhelmingly excited for it, which is not a good thing to have right now in the MCU because the future of the MCU is still laid out for us. The problem is, my friend, there's a lot of problems with it, we obviously know with Jonathan Majors with more accusations that have been made against him in recent days, plus his management company dropping him. So uh, there's issues, projects that are now up in question for him outside of Marvel. The future is very tenuous for Marvel, isn't it?
2: Uh, you know what, Gee, I remember being on this show with you and staunchly defending Marvel and saying that we owe Kevin Feige the opportunity to write this ship and that he's earned that right because of how wonderful he's done over the last 11, 12 years and blah, 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 blah. I now stand or sit before you saying that it is officially time to hit panic. It's officially time to hit panic, but not for the reasons that you think. Mm. It's time to hit panic because I, I believe, I truly do believe that there's a bit of fatigue going, but I don't think it's superhero fatigue in the in the sense that most people would say you know they're just tired of all the superhero films. People want Iron Man. people want the the Trinity that they have. they want Iron Man, they want Captain America. and by Captain America, I'm talking Chris Evans, no offense to sam mackey and 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 Falcon, you know, no offense to them, but they they want Chris Evans as Captain America. they want uh old school Thor, you know, maybe. Maybe Infinity War, Thor, not quite Thor three, Thor. Um, mm-hmm. They want that. They, they want that original team back. And the truth of the matter is that it it, it it it's not going to happen. So when you when you get that when you get that first hit, and it's like magic, every hit after that is just not it's not going to ever live up to that. And I think the truth is that people just want what they want, and they they don't want these. Other world stories. They don't want to deal with all these new superheroes. There's so much political underlying tones that people are always looking for and always trying to find in these movies. You know, now they're they We already know how people felt about Brie Larson. How at least people were, were, were review bombing uh, Brie Larson as Captain Marvel. And, and, and
1: they've been doing that for this latest doing, trailer.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So there's just there's so much. The world that we lived in has changed so much in the last twelve years, and it's uh, it's unfortunately trickled its way into movies, television. Um, you know, they say entertainment is is, a, is is essentially the world that we live in, right? It, it you're looking at entertainment, but you're seeing the world that we live in. And I, I think the truth of the matter is, people are are kind of just tired. I think they're I think people are just they're starting to become really fatigued. Uh, that's number one. Number two, obviously whatever was going on with Jonathan Majors has put a bit of a, a black eye on Marvel. But I'll be darned, Gerald, I'll be darned if I, if I sit here and tell you that that's the reason that Marvel is not gonna be doing well or that, or that that's part of the decline in Marvel when we literally have Ezra Miller, who has been admittedly and openly have, has done things and we're still releasing a movie that has him as the star. That, that's not, I'm, I'm, I, I'm not going to allow us to, to, to go down that hole, right? Jonathan Majors has whatever issues going on, and at, at this point he still should still be considered innocent until proven guilty. Um, yes. As opposed to, you know, I, again, Ezra Miller, who is, it it's mm-hmm. happened, and we know it's happened, and granted he's, he's, or I'm sorry, they have sought therapy and all of that, but this man was, these men, this person, as, was grooming people and was doing everything that he was doing. And there's still a movie with him as the star being released. So I, I, I it, 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 it's getting sticky. And with Marvel already kind of be having a bit of a superhero fatigue that we've already talked about, but again, not the normal fatigue, just the fatigue. I want captain America. I want Iron Man. I want the old MCU back. It, it, it it's getting tough. It's getting tough. I think you're going to see good returns on Guardians of the Galaxy three. Uh, one, because obviously we know that they've all made it very clear that it's the last run of the, this iteration of the Guardians of the Galaxy.
1: But I think um, where where Disney was expecting a 200 initial box, like like yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume yeah. two started out really really strong with their numbers mm-hmm. on, and mm-hmm. and we saw how well that did as far as Volume two. The thing is though. It's going to do well, but when you have Super Mario Brothers doing over a billion dollars, it's going to be very tough to say that that any Marvel movie this year will beat Super Mario Brothers, and that, to me, would have actually made me almost do like an exorcist twist my head around thing (laughs) last year if you would have told me that. This is a full year since, and we now come to 2023, and things have totally changed. I think it's just a combination of, yes, of everything that's gone on the the troubles with with Jonathan Majors but also the fact that the people are just very a little bit fatigued on on superhero movies as we saw from Shazam as well but uh, you know also the fact that you know phase Sam 5
3: doesn't count. Phase doesn't count.
2: 5
3: don't, don't be blaming uh, Shazam,
1: Shazam doesn't well, count. The, just, that was and then Black Adam let's go with Black Adam then how about Black Adam okay. let's
2: compare I'll do Black Adam I'll do but, my, I'll
1: uh, give you my but for every black panther without chadwick boseman that still does well there's been a lot of films recently marvel or dc that has not performed up to expectations and phase five i think was truly has to be considered a disappointment the way that they yeah. they patterned it out the way that they threw things out there very scattershot both from a tv and movie sense and i think it's led to this uh apathy from the audience yes they're going to go ahead for the most part and check out gotg volume three but unfortunately it's not going to be to the extent that they wanted to and unfortunately also it's not going to lead to for quite some time a revival of the mcu until we get to the bigger picture i believe
2: I would definitely agree. And, I, I, again, I would venture to say that there's been so much that's changed in the last 12 years, even the way we consume media has changed. You know, Now we have the streaming wars and we have access to Disney+, Plus, Paramount+, Plus, Amazon Prime, HBO, I'm sorry, uh, now Max. Uh, there's so many more avenues that we now have to get our entertainment. And with things going to digital or uh, with things going to digital quicker and quicker, I think it's going to become expected that we see less and less return in the box office. Now, with that being said, something like Super Mario Brothers is an anomaly. And when I say anomaly, we haven't seen a, another uh, movie based on a video game that was that good that I can think of. I mean, Sonic the Hedgehog was pretty good. Sonic the Hedgehog 2 was pretty good. But nothing to the level of Super Mario Brothers. So I truly believe that Super Mario Brothers is a bit of an anomaly. Uh, it's exciting. People are thinking, Oh my God, this is really good. So now everybody wants to go see it. But with the Marvel film, you know, it's ultimately going to come to Disney plus, you know, that you, will you, you maybe go see it in the theater, but if you don't see it in the theater, you'll catch this and you'll catch it at home at some point. So the urgency is not there anymore. Um, and again, phase five being as, as hit and miss as it was, doesn't help anything. Um, not knowing exactly how the story is going to play out, or not knowing exactly what direction that they're going, isn't going to help anything. And I truly do think that after the huge event that was the Infinity War slash Endgame, it, it 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 was I knew it would be hard for Marvel to bounce back with that. I don't think I anticipated it being be this difficult, uh, but I knew it would be a challenge because that was such an emotional ride, such a such a cathartic experience it's really hard to hit lightning, to have lightning in the bottle twice. So, uh, I, I, I expected some, some concern or I expected some issues. I don't think I anticipated it being as much as it is now, uh, but I absolutely anticipated there being some residual mm, fatigue or, or just, just, just not being able to get back to where they were. That was like up here. And it's going to, it would, it would be a, a, a inhumane path for them to get back to that level. Um,
1: well the thing is i ask you when it comes to disney and marvel and the future of the mcu they laid out all these plans at comic-con for the future timeline i know there are projects still underway blade has been talked about in recent days as far as adding on new cast members and and production starting here very soon some other projects are, are as well but could you see a revamping of the mcu and if that's the case is there any projects you would take out maybe start
0: sooner or put in instead
2: yeah i think uh i think i would scrap blade um
0: you and, would and oh wow I would,
2: I would scrap blade and it's not because i don't have an affinity for blade i absolutely love blade i think what west is Back in the early or in the late 90s early 2000s was phenomenal work uh, except for blade trinity but we were act like that one didn't exist um yeah. but i think i would scrap blade and the reason i would scrap blade is because ultimately he's not a big enough superhero to continue to push the needle forward i think i would introduce blade as a, not in his own solo film i would introduce blade um almost in the way that they did Nick Fury in the, in the, in the original, you know, first phase of MCU, kind of like the character that kind of comes in and does different things based on the movie that he's in, uh, based on the movie that we're seeing, obviously, but I don't think I'd do a solo film about Blade. He's, he's just not a, he's not a, a, a strong enough character, uh, marketing wise on his own, unfortunately. Um, so I would scrap Blade. Uh, Whatever they're doing for the Marvels, I would absolutely look at integrating that with the X-Men. I think the fact that they've got the X-Men and that we know that they have the X-Men and that we haven't seen the X-Men yet or Fantastic Four, um, I think that's frustrating for a lot of Marvel fans. I know it's frustrating for myself being a big fan of of the X-Men. So I think whatever I'm doing with the Marvels, I'm going to try to find some way to integrate the X-Men into that experience. I I think that they have to just really get back to making sure that they're giving people what they want to a degree while still being able to tell the story. But I also think that people just maybe want a story instead of having everything being here, interconnected every time it's like a huge sweeping saga that if you have not watched it or if you have not been a part of it for the last 12 years, 13 years at this point, almost, it's, it's intimidating to try to jump in. It's intimidating to try to jump in and figure out all that lore and, and all the backstory now which is why a lot of people wait for them to reboot comic books to go in you know looked at the, the new 52 when dc did it and and the ultimate series for marvel and they they do that because the continuity gets so wishy-washy and, and, and gets so far gone that it's hard to jump in it's hard to find a jumping in point so i think we're getting to that point in the marvel cinematic universe uh being 13 years old almost at this point it's it's going to get to the point where you you need to look at doing a complete reboot and a complete retelling of some of these stories, and some people are, aren't going to be up for that. Some people want that, but some people aren't going to be up for that because it wasn't that long ago when we had these stories. So they're in a very precarious spot, brother. I, I, I wish I had a good answer, but I do think that ultimately there are some films that have to get cut, and with Blade already having such a, a troubled start as is, I think they will be on the chopping block as far as I'm concerned.
3: You're listening to the Pop Culture Cosmos. For the latest news and information,
0: analysis, and opinions on the Los Angeles Lakers and the NBA, check out the Lakers Fast Break podcast today on wherever you get your podcasts. Once
1: again, it's the pop culture cosmos it's tj johnson on the road giving his thoughts on the world of pop culture with me gerald glassman thanks so much for watching and listening i have to respectfully my friend disagree with you on blade and and i will tell you why it is one word venom is the reason why because venom has you know as an r-rated i guess you could say tinge on horror style for marvel been a great financial success for Sony. Uh, You know, they're already talking about doing the third one already. They're getting prepared on it. They're already adding cast members for that third one already. They announced last week. I will say, though, that based on that, if they can go in through that style, that the fans still have a taste for those (laughs) type of superhero films. And in that sense, Blade actually, as we saw with a little bit of a taste of that, with the monsters that they actually, the special that they had, Werewolf by Night, that they could incorporate that and the darker side of the Marvel Cinematic Universe into a Blade movie and actually make it somewhat marketable for audiences that are interested in the R-rated type of horror films that are not a something that, is out of the usual and, and the norm for for marvel i really think that a if it do, if it's done right blade can be something that is effective and actually create a new interest in the marvel Universe, which we thought is getting kind of bland it's getting kind of samey it's getting kind of same old same old there's a marvel style of movie that people seem to predict that happens every single time as far as a plot is concerned so I think a Blade movie could step outside of that and really get some interesting returns.
2: You know, and, and Gerald, you might be 100% right, but what I would say to you or what I would counter that that process with this is, you use the title Venom. You use Venom, which is a, you know, it, it's its own entity in and of itself. However, that entity is tied to who? It's tied to Spider-Man. So there's naturally going to be an interest because Spider-Man is one of the most beloved superheroes of all time. Uh, it wasn't
1: until first. the uh, it wasn't until the last scene, the final scene. I mean, the regular casual audience at the first didn't didn't really care about the. Uh, they just thought that was a cool, kind of right, dark but, movie. Well for them to even, at first,
2: but for them to even be willing to see that though, gee, they they knew that Venom is associated with Spider-Man. Did they and, really? Yeah. There's no way people knew Venom was and not knew who Spider-Man
1: was. I don't know. I don't know. Casual audiences don't care about the Marvel Cinematic Universe like we do or care about the stuff like we do, man.
2: Well, no doubt. No doubt. But I'm not going to go. I'm not going to wake up and say, you know, I'm going to go see a movie called Venom, and I don't know anything about Venom.
1: I just saw Tom Hardy. The trailers look good.
2: If you (laughs) don't think that they've seen it because of the association with Spider-Man, then I'll let you have that. I would be very hard-pressed to be able to prove that they would say I'm going to go see Venom because it's got Tom Hardy in it. It might be fun. I don't know. A lot of people knew of Venom because of Spider-Man. I know. I thought I knew of Venom. I only knew of Venom because of Spider-Man. Okay. So, cause, you
1: know, I, a lot of people don't remember. That, a lot of people don't remember back to the Tobey Maguire venom so I, I don't know that's you know well, I, just, I hope I'll, they try
2: to i hope they try to just forget about that i don't i don't
0: yeah, okay. i don't want
2: to dr strange uh would would do some type of thing and make me forget you know if i can forget spider-man is let me forget how uh, let me forget that version of venom Jeez. oh man um, if
1: we had dr strange here there's a lot of movies i like to forget yeah seriously
2: um so it, it'll be interesting to see i just i don't feel like blade is going to be a strong enough name on his own. Now, if you find a way to introduce Blade in a limited series, like they did with the with the uh, the werewolf, um, the Marvel werewolf, if you find a way to introduce him in a limited series, and you see that there is a, a, a thirst for more of that particular version of the character, or of Blade in general, then that's different. Then I think you move forward with the movie. I think you announce a movie like Blade, and people have not really had the opportunity to be ingratiated with Blade. The only people that have know who Blade was are either comic book fans or people who knew of Blade back from the early 2000s. So we're 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 hoping that he's going to be able to catch fire in this day and age when, as a character, I mean, when he was first developed, he was developed as this whole jive turkey fool, you know, juxtaposition of of of, of a black quote unquote superhero. When the truth of the matter is, that one wouldn't fly now, and so he's been reinvented, and, and that's fine, but. I just don't know if he's a strong enough character on his own to launch or to help push forward a new era in Marvel when he was always considered a B-list superhero. And we gave them all the big guns with Cap, Iron Man, Hulk, Thor. We've we already gave them all the, not all the A-list, but a lot of the A-list superheroes as far as Marvel Cinematic Universe is concerned. We already gave them those, so now we're hoping to bring the B-list up and make them something special. And it, it, it's it's going to be a harder sell because these guys are not as popular. So now we have to we have to put our hopes on the fact that Kevin Feige knows what he's doing. But he 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 really used all his aces. If you if I play spades, right? And and the one thing that you do when you play spades it's, it's a card game. Uh, one thing you do when you play spades is you you, you you hold on to your good cards. You don't pull those out too early. Because you don't want people to know what 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 kind of hands you have, so you kind of you kind of hold on to your cards. They've already kind of shown all their great cards already, and then they tell a, a story that effectively takes those cards out the deck completely, and now they're not really replayable until you decide to reboot the MCU. So I think it's got to be really really difficult. I think there I think Kevin Feige has to find a way to ingratiate the Fantastic Four the X-Men sooner than he might have anticipated. I know that the deal got done later on than what they wanted to. I think it was in the late part of phase three or phase four when they finally got access to them, Um, which I understand wholeheartedly, but it doesn't change the fact that now that you've got them, you've got to find a way to get them out there immediately because you're you're losing ground. DC is gaining momentum just from the simple fact that they have the, the, the leader that they have now. DC is already gaining ground. Everybody still can't wait to see Flashpoint. And we all know that it's been in gestation for how long? And it's been, they've been deciding if they're gonna try to put it out, if they're not gonna put it out, this and that. People are excited to still see that. DC is gaining ground. And I think, I I, I use the analogy of EA and and 2K. I remember, you remember back this far, Gerald, there used to be a basketball title that EA released called Mm -hmm. NBA Live. Yep, a long time ago, years and years and years ago.
1: Which, if you can find the last copy of it, it's really worth a lot of money. So, really, look out Is for it. it. I th- yeah, the last uh, NBA elites, the NBA lives. Uh, yeah, some of those are are really really valuable. That were like in the twenty tens, twenty elevens, twenty twelve eras. Yeah, gotcha. if you can Give if you enough. can find those from that, my friend, or pull Hold that out, out of them. the library. Yeah. Uh, PriceCharting.com is your friend I'll, and i'll say that so All go right, ahead my friend.
2: but anyways with that being said i think that it it was a bit of a, a ea versus 2k thing where ea was a top dog for a while and that was what dc was before marvel finally got it together and kevin feige came around and so then if you equate marvel with 2k now marvel and 2k have been on top for so long that the product is starting to get a bit stale the product is starting to be a bit uh, formulatic, you know, we we know how the plot's gonna go. We know there's gonna be a lot of humor. Like we can pretty much do a paint by numbers of Marvel Cinematic Universe. And people that play NBA 2K will say the same thing about the games in the 2K series. And the fact that there's no real competition and nothing really pushing the innovative aspect of it, it's 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 becoming it's becoming stale. And I think that they need a healthy competition. So I'm excited that DC is is gaining momentum. I'm excited that people are excited about DC stories. I'm excited that people are, are excited about going back to the movies and seeing some of these stories play out. I can't wait to see the Flashpoint. I don't have a Marvel movie that I'm super excited to see. I have to be honest with you, I'll catch Guardians of the Galaxy, and I might go see it in the theaters, but I'm not. I'm, I'm not – knocking down the door to see it that bad i i, I just don't have that same that same desire uh, that same level of of excitement um i'm oh,
1: it, not it, as excited to go ahead and see flashpoint because its main character and the the things that that main character has done uh excuse me the the star of the movie uh, ezra miller has done uh, i'm not exactly uh thrilled to go and, and support someone that's done those kind of things uh, and hurt other people the way that that individual has. But, you know, I, I'll have to see yeah. it because that's I'll have to see it because that's what I do to report on it for the show. So I understand that part of it. Yeah. So The only movie I'm excited about for the next couple of years because when it comes to D.C., because they're all lame duck movies for the most part because of <laughs> James Gunn. Is Constantine only because it brings back Keanu Reeves to a role that was yeah. really I thought was really suited for him, and I thought that was actually yeah. a very underrated movie. And and I'm yeah. hoping that it will actually uh, perform well, much better than the first one did at the box office. But I even have doubts about that because all these DC movies are lame duck movies coming up. You know, Aquaman two you know, because uh, yeah. Jason Momoa wants to play someone else in the yeah. DC universe, you know. I, I'm not exactly as thrilled by this DCU either. I have to wait until Superman Reborn again. <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, for the third time around, or fourth time around, or was it the fifth time around? Yeah, I'm is not it? sure at this point. Yeah, I'm not sure at this point. I mean, if you want to include the TV shows, it could be the tenth time around, actually, right. when it comes around now, too. Going back to the original superman television show back in black and white in the 60s or oh, the that 50s was that, even. that one with george reeves right that Yes, george
2: reeves, the
1: george
0: reeves. Yeah. yeah so yeah that's that's i mean if we really want to go that far back <laughs> you know
1: you know this is going to be you know how many re- you know iterations of of superman coming out right. so i guess right. i'll be interested to see how they play that out and if it's better than man of steel was for henry cavill we'll see what happens there my friend but
2: no, talk talk uh, about somebody got the raw end of the stick on that too man i feel yeah. terrible man yeah
1: but the thing is i'm not as excited as i once was for superhero movies in general because i think that the st- overarching story that they're trying to tell is not cohesive enough after what i've seen from both dc and marvel and and they both have to get it back their stories back in alignment to go ahead i think and bring audiences in because people were excited to see the next chapter of even the crummy marvel cinematic universe movies just because they wanted to see the the overarching themes and what was going on with thanos and and the plan and you know was it going into continue and and whatnot we don't get to see that now this overarching vision from what we're seeing outside of what we saw in quantum mania but as we saw there's so much declining interest in Quantumania, it actually is going to perform even worse than the first two Ant Man. So, I don't know, my friend. I don't have as much faith as you do right now when it comes to superhero movies and what they're going to represent going forward, at least in the short term.
2: Yeah, absolutely, and, and the, I can completely understand that sentiment. Um, I, I do think that I, I, I still stand by owing Kevin Feige a bit of, 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 of respect and a, and a chance to kind of right the ship because uh it just recently went very wrong so he's i believe he has the opportunity to do it and i'm excited yeah, it's not
0: all his fault obviously no, it's it's not. Not a, yeah. yeah
2: yeah but i mean as the, as the rather it's your fault or not as the head honcho you're in charge so you get, you get
0: i get mean
1: jonathan in. majors just, that's not his fault Phase no, 5, that's his so fault. Phase 5
2: is his fault, right. Yeah. And Jonathan Major, let's be very clear, is a very small part of the issues going on with the MCU. Uh, be, grand now, he was ultimately going to have a bigger role, and it's yet to be decided what's going to happen with that role. But as it stands right now, he's not a huge part of
3: the MCU. He he's, was, was being set up to be. You're listening to the Pop Culture Cosmos. Don't touch that dial. Wait, do, do people still use dials? Action Figure Adventure is back with season two, and we're going further than ever before, checking out more toy stores than ever before and seeing more incredible, iconic and noteworthy pieces than you could possibly imagine. Once again, Jay grapples with how to build the ultimate action figure auction to support critically and terminally ill kids in need. Along the way, we'll chat about Holy Grail figures, perfect action figures, and showcase some incredible toy collections. Action Figure Adventure season two. But he's not what's wrong with the
2: MCU. What's wrong with the MCU has been the storytelling and the, the incoherent storytelling and the, 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 the trying to throw enough stuff on the wall to see what sticks. That's been the issue with the MCU. Not having a cohesive story has been the issue. It hasn't been the actor. Now the actor can become the issue moving forward because of how big, he was supposed, how big of a part he was supposed to have. But the current issues are really more on Kevin Feige. And being, being the person in charge, whether it's your fault or not, it's your fault you know, as a as a manager, if something goes wrong on my watch, rather I was the one that did it or not, it's my fault. He gets the credit, he gets the praise, but he also gets he gets the shots when they start coming. So he he has that. But I say all that to say I still have faith in what he can do. And obviously it's been no secret that I'm I'm a huge fan of James Gunn and, and, and what he's been able to do with another B list group of superheroes in the Guardians of the Galaxy. And turned him into a household name. So,
1: and then the Suicide um, Squad as well, which the uh, was squad very critically well. well received.
2: Absolutely. So he's got this ability to to turn superheroes that you don't particularly care about, you may not even particularly know, and make them somebody that you want to root for. Uh, that's exciting to me, and I'm always looking for a good underdog story. Uh, hence me being in love with all the Rocky films. I like a good underdog story. Um, so. I do have faith in these superhero films, and I feel like they can come back around. I don't know if it'll get back to the golden age, quote-unquote, of superhero films that we really kind of just kind of came out of. Um, I don't know if it'll get back to that point, Uh, but I do have faith that they can get something similar and something that gets me excited to go to the movies again.
1: Once again, it is TJ Johnson and me, Gerald Glassford. Thanks so much for watching this thing right here at the Pop Culture Cosmos. Great to have you here, my friend. Driving on home... Uh, to check out whatever you need to check out this weekend of the Pop Culture, as only you can do, my friend. But before we head on out, I wanted to go ahead and ask you your thoughts on some of the other topics at hand. And then uh, I guess the the mudslinging is still going on with PlayStation and Xbox as the determination on whether or not Xboxes can go and continue on with its purchase of Activision really essentially over one title and one ip only and that is call of duty although they're obviously trying to make it out over some other things this is essentially over call of duty the battle continues in the uk and the united states in regards to whether or not they will approve the sale of this and and to me i've argued and gone back and forth with melinda on this uh you know because she's an ardent playstation fan and cannot stand Uh, xbox but i will say uh, uh, in her
2: show melinda me and melinda need to talk
1: okay and this comes from the guy who loves playstation games as well so i will say in respect to her and i understand her feeling on that but when it comes to call of duty this is the only reason that's holding up the sale from being processed activision has an entire library of games that they could go ahead and and be produced by xbox that would be so much more beneficial to the gamers out there. That's all being held up because of the fact that PlayStation will not let go of call of duty and Xbox has relented and given in to like Nintendo and PC, of course, but also with PlayStation offering 10 year deals, which PlayStation has a bid on PlayStation wants its cake and eat it too, which seemingly to me is very unfair on the part of Activision and Xbox, because Activision and the practices that it's had in the state of California in regards to sexual harassment in a work environment needs a new ownership, needs a change, and also needs to get out of this dependency on one IP and Call of Duty in order for it to survive long-term. And I think Xbox owning it or buying it and purchasing it would do just that.
2: I am so over Sony and the PlayStation brand and this elitist thing that they have where they feel like they can who, well, as you said, have their cake and eat it too. Let's be really, really clear. There are deals that are made all, all the way, all, all all, the time, all the time, right? And Sony is very good at acquiring small studios or studios that are smaller in scale and building them up. Sony is very good at that. There are a lot of things that Sony is... Inc- at. They are incredible with their practices in taking smaller studios and building them up to be these big powerhouses. I'm looking at Insomniac. I'm looking at Naughty Dog. I'm looking at these other studios that were no-name studios at one point and now are huge deals to the point where you wish that these studios would be available to other consoles. So they're very, very good at what they do. The problem that I have is that, by and large, Deals have always seemed to go Sony's way. Sony has always seemed to have XP bonuses on Call of Duty. They've had specific maps. They've had exclusive uh, weapons. They've had exclusive. They, they've had exclusivity in a lot of things in regards to a game that's universally played on multi-platforms. They've had exclusive items, exclusive perks, exclusive this, this, that, and the third. And their argument is that Xbox is now going to be the best place to play that particular game because they're going to make it better on Xbox when the entire time people have been playing Call of Duty on the PlayStation platform they've gotten more benefits by playing it on the PlayStation platform. It's asinine how they can use that same logic and flip it and say well it's not fair. It's never been fair. Sony has been doing this from the beginning and it is it is frustrating. I, 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 the only way as a consumer that I can show my disapproval is by not continuing to consume the product. And I can tell you with certainty that I have not bought a PlayStation title, a PlayStation accessory, a PlayStation anything in about four or five months. Like it, It's been quite some time since I've bought anything PlayStation related because I've become that disgusted with their this, with this entire thing and that's not to say that i'm just enamored with microsoft and i love microsoft so much i love games let me be very clear i am not an xbox fanboy i am not a playstation stand i am not a nintendo whatever term you want to use for nintendo i am not any of the above i am a gamer i love video games period i do not care what platform they're on what i do care about is somewhat fair practices and if it's okay for well, PlayStation, to have all this exclusivity with the title that they're so upset about, and they've been doing it for so long, and Microsoft is still saying that I'm, we're offering you a 10-year deal. That, that This is just the start. We're offering you a 10-year deal. We're telling you that it's going to have parity with our console. We are not going to do this, that, and the third. What more can you ask for? What more can you really expect? This is a business people things get bought all the time it's just the name
1: of the game and when you have this kind of uh, issue that could really benefit this them purchasing meaning xbox purchasing activision could be such a win-win for the company its employees and the fans and I don't usually say that about a major company buying out a, a smaller company in this case, although it's, you know, at 68 some odd billion or whatever the billion dollars is, I forget off the top of my head, you know, it's not exactly the smallest company in the world, but still it's smaller <laughs> than Microsoft. And right. the fact is, you know, after what's gone on and they basically be become a, a one note company at this point because you know despite some of the other games that they have out really it starts and stops with call of duty that i think the future would be so much better for them as a company and for gamers as well getting a fresh look at some of these these ips that they have dormant or just a revival some of the ips that they have now it just seems like there's so much benefiting the gamers out there and if PlayStation has been offered a 10-year head start to develop their own Call of Duty, I think they should take it and be glad that they should take it.
2: I think it's for the best of the video game industry, and I I think it's, it's, it's fair practice. I mean, again, Microsoft has deeper pockets, so if Microsoft could afford to purchase this company, then that's Microsoft's right to do so as a company to be able to make that purchase. And if they continue, as you said, to to offer the game for 10 years gives PlayStation a chance to create a, a Call of Duty killer. Um, in their 10 years, they can do it. And I just didn't realize I knew Call of Duty was a big deal, but to stop an entire acquisition of a company because of Call of Duty, it it just seems like they're they're grasping at straws. I mean, if we're if we're gonna talk about acquisitions and and games being able to come out on multiple platforms why haven't we seen final fantasy 7's remake on the xbox platform yet and please tell me if if i'm wrong in this but wasn't street fighter 5 a playstation exclusive i believe so is capcom owned by playstation no okay okay do you see my point yes it's asinine it's although street
1: fighter 6 no it will not it'll be on xbox series x as well okay well yeah
2: good Good job. Good job. Thank you, Captain But do you see my point? Like, they've been playing this game, and as long as it's going their way, they're good.
1: There will be some certain things thrown PlayStation's way again
2: in in it. And that's the the nature of the beast, And, and I understand that. But in understanding that, there should be things that are thrown Xbox's way because that's the nature of the beast, and they should be as okay with it as We've been with them taking whatever they've taken. Like, it's not – I can go on and on about this, Joe, but the truth of the matter is it's frustrating. It's to the point where I've stopped purchasing PlayStation stuff, and I love my PlayStation. I, I, again, I, I love the games that are on PlayStation. I am a fan of being a gamer, but I'm also a fan of, of what I would like to consider as fair practice, and maybe there are things that are going on behind the scenes that I'm not aware of, um, but the optics on the outside look real – are leaning one direction and leaning one direction hard. Sony looks like they're they're butt hurt and they're trying to do everything they can. And their their practices have been proven to be very anti not anti America. I don't want to be that person, but it just looks a little funny when they're a deal that they have and they make sure that you know certain things can't be on their uh, the streaming platform. They, when they're paying people extra money to keep it off of Game Pass, when they're ensuring that. If Microsoft makes a deal with them, then they have a chance to turn around and make a better deal with this company before it goes to Microsoft. Like, there are practices that they're doing. And they could
1: very well benefit from them as far as Microsoft is concerned, but also the fact that the gamers, I think, would be the biggest beneficiaries of a purchase by Microsoft for Activision. I think it's something that people have to consider that that's probably the best thing for the video game industries if Microsoft buys Activision. I think that's that's best for all parties concerned. All the IPs that they have available in the, in the coffer that have been created by Activision over the years, you could actually look and see, and Microsoft can actually reintroduce them and, and reboot many of them to successful numbers. So I, I would be very excited for an Xbox purchase of Activision. So I'm hoping that that's gonna be the case. You're listening to the Pop Culture
3: Cosmos.
0: If you're in the Las Vegas and Henderson areas and are looking to buy, sell, or trade the best in classic or current video games and pop culture collectibles, there's no better place to go than Retro City Games. From Xbox to PlayStation, Nintendo to Atari, the great crew at Retro City Games provides the best place to go for all your gaming options. Stop by their two awesome locations in Henderson and also the Las Vegas Strip or follow Retro City Games on Facebook and Instagram for all the latest deals and new items. Without a doubt, there's no better place to go for your gaming needs than your friends at Retro City Games. It is TJ Johnson. Great to have you here, my friend. Looking
1: forward to more conversations, but I'll just finish off by saying I think it would be beneficial for the audience, the video gamers at large for an Xbox purchase of Activision. And I think you're agreeing with that as well.
2: I, I agree with that wholeheartedly, Gerald. I, um, yes, I 100% agree with what you're saying. I think that it, it's, a, it's a, going to be a great benefit to a lot of different people, um, in particular, as you mentioned, uh, to Activision, getting under some new management, some new leadership, and kind of riding that ship, which has been going wrong for so long, and all the different accusations that are coming out of that, uh, out of that publisher, uh, they need some new blood to lead to lead them. And they've had the opportunity for a little while, and unfortunately, you know, it's just been, it's just been blocked. So we'll
1: see, you, my right. friend. But I do know something in Gamerland that is making you very upset and that is Ubisoft as only Ubisoft can do. And this is a company that has basically, uh, you know, 10 years ago was writing high, creating hit after hit, creating Assassin's Creed after Assassin's Creed, but creating other games that were doing very well and was considered one of the top five video game companies in the world. Yeah. Flash forward 10 years later, and they've seen some rocky times they're nowhere near thought of in that realm they're still can pull out you know a top game every now and then but have also turned out quite a few disappointing ones as well their ventures into live service games other things as well multiplayer battle royales have been some of them have been miserable failures and uh, also the fact that people got burnt out on assassin creeds every year like you would get from call of duty uh, yep. i think that's what they were trying to emulate very much in that realm and unfortunately it bit them in the end so they now have to space those out they don't really have outside of the rainbow six uh consistency there some games that that really have found an audience continuously at a large volume so it comes down to it that now they're offering, or they're almost demanding, to gamers, a subscription service, Ubisoft Plus, at a whopping eighteen dollars a month. Which again, I'm not sure exactly what you're going to get out of it. Uh, the all options that are there, the the things that they're, they're trying to provide for it, are nowhere near what you would want comparative to other either PlayStation, Nintendo, or even Xbox, what they offer. It's not even near what they offer. So, my friend, I ask you this uh, when I get you back on here. Your thoughts on Ubisoft Plus if, before we head on out.
2: So, 18 bucks a month is a bit steep. And I say that to say the average Ubisoft title, brand new out the gate, drops down about 50% of retail within three to four months. And so what you're asking the consumer to do is spend $216 a year on a service subscription that if you bought, if you got maybe two AAA titles out of, the, out of them in a year, which is a lot, right? That means you'd be looking to spend, what, maybe 120 to 140 bucks if you're spending it at retail, which would be right out the door at $69.99 or $59.99. That's ultimately going to drop down to half price within three or four months. You're telling me that you expect me to pay $216 a year to have access to games that are way cheaper to purchase now and to have access to AAA titles that would be released day one on your platform. But we'll release day one at $60 to $70 a, a title. And you only would be releasing a AAA title maybe twice a year. Like that math ain't mathing. It, it, it's not making sense. And I don't understand what Ubisoft is trying to accomplish or what Ubisoft is trying to do in this regard because it it just doesn't make sense. Uh, it, it, it's ex- by any stretch of the imagination. When I can go get a Netflix account and have tons of content, tons of content for less than I'm paying for an Ubisoft account, it it doesn't make sense. When I can have access to Xbox Game Pass, which has tons of games and has Ubisoft titles on there too, for less than I'm paying for Ubisoft Plus, it just doesn't make sense. I don't understand who's making the decisions, or how they came up with the numbers that they came up with. But I kid you not, there is zero incentive for me to purchase Ubisoft Plus. And then you couple that with the fact that it's already included with the PlayStation, uh, uh, with the, with the PlayStation and their, their subscription service. When you purchase the, the ultimate service or whatever the name of their service is, uh, that has Ubisoft Plus integrated into it already. So it already has the library of Ubisoft titles. It, 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 I just, I just don't get it. I don't get it in a in a in a very money conscientious society that we're in right now, and everybody's trying to hold on to their dollar because we're scared of a, a recession that's going to or not going to happen. You thought that was the best move by making us pay almost twenty dollars a month for access to games that quite people, most people, are tired of playing anyways like the 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 logic ain't logic to me gerald it's just not making sense
1: no and to ask me to pay that on top of xbox games pass ultimate uh uh, you know that's that's a hard ask my friend that's definitely a hard ask for me and something i wouldn't be interested in and i know a lot of people are probably not going to be interested unless you're pretty much a hardcore die hard ubisoft fan I just, you know, I enjoy a lot of the library of Ubisoft games, but Mm -hmm. not to the point where I'm going to pay an extra 18 bucks
2: a month for it. No, I'm right there with you, bud.
1: But, my friend, uh, that means that the video game wars will still continue. I hear good things as far as the, the PlayStation 5s are selling well in Europe, but here in the States it's kind of flatlined for PlayStation 5 and Xbox still is not getting a, a headway to the point where i think it's really needs to be i mean we've, we've showered a lot of uh praise onto xbox over the course of our past few months but you know with the delays in their games and the fact yeah. that Redfall and starfield those are the the bigger games that they're trying to rely upon have not come out as of yet they need to be smacked around a little bit as well
2: oh they need to be smacked down quite a bit and let me be very clear my Distaste for PlayStation does not mask my frustration for Microsoft and what they've done, or I guess I should say what they haven't done with the property that they've already purchased. Let me be clear. There's nothing that should stop them from purchasing Activision and Blizzard and that entire, that entire rapport, right? There's nothing that should stop them from doing that. However, they can't seem to get what they have. Right. I mean, we're still trying to figure out what's going on with the halo multiplayer campaign we're still trying to understand what they're doing with Starfield. The fact that Redfall was released or is going to be released and it has, it doesn't have a performance mode built into it already is beyond me. Uh, I don't understand how we're still in this generation of consoles struggling to get 60 frames per second as a standard. With as powerful as the Series X, the PlayStation 5, all these consoles are supposed to be 60 frames per second should not even be a conversation. It shouldn't be a conversation. It should be built in to the games by default. And if we turn it off because we want more fidelity, then we turn it off because we want more fidelity. But it doesn't change the fact that that should not be, it should not be a, we'll get it in there at some point. That should be in there from day one. That should be on the disc. Like that's not even a downloaded, that shouldn't even be a downloaded patch update. That should be on the disc. 60 frames per second, period.
1: Well, again, I agree with you that with this opportunity now that that Xbox has with all the goodwill towards it, they should be taking better advantage of it. I I agree with you. I agree
2: with you. And and I I want to to get behind Phil Spencer. Uh, On the surface, Phil Spencer says all the right things. He speaks all the right things. He's a great PR figurehead for Microsoft. He's a great PR figurehead for Microsoft. But at some point, somebody needs to be held accountable for all the delays, all the, the false promises. I mean, I, what was the point of putting out that roadmap of what they expected to release in the next 12 months when a lot of this stuff is either delayed or is going to be released and it's not going to be ready? Like, if you're not ready, you're not ready, but stop talking about it. Like, I, I'm, I, I, I'm, I think Cyberpunk really did me harm by talking about it for 11 years before we finally got Cyberpunk 2077, like, don't talk about it until you're ready to, almost ready to go gold. That's what I would like these game companies to start doing. Stop talking about these games six years out, five years out, four years out. Dead I Island wish, 2, 10 years out. I really wish that I would have not known anything about another Mass Effect title. I don't want to know. Do not tell me that another Mass Effect is coming out if I'm not going to have the opportunity to play said Mass Effect game in the next six to seven months. Or in the next 12 months. i I give you a year. Don't tell me a year out that it's – or longer than a year out that it's coming and expect me to hold on to this excitement. I mean, Gerald, by the time we get some of these games, I'm 38. By the time we get some of these games, I'm going to be mid-40s. Okay, talking you're talking
1: about- to a man that's already going to be I'll – be, I'll be able to receive Social Security in some of
2: these cases. That's my point. Like, why is it that we're taking 10 years to develop these games? Seven years. It's been – Rocksteady released Batman Arkham Knight in 2015. It is 2023. And we have yet to get a Rocksteady game. It's frustrating. It's
1: frustrating Joe. uh and speaking of a rock a rock star when gta 6 finally releases i will probably have a six in one of my digits and it'll probably be the front one and not the back as far as when that game yeah absolutely by the time that comes out and that will not please me at all hey grandpa you ready to go ahead and go on the streets <laughs> of san andreas one more time oh yeah thrilled. <laughs> Thrilled. Let me, you know, let me go ahead and uh, see what I can do to muster it up. So, I, I will tell you though, my friend, it's been great having you here. I do want to go ahead and mention uh, Barry on Max or HBO Max, while it's still HBO Max for the next month. Probably want to go ahead and catch the final episodes of that season. Uh, it's being thought of very well as far as an Emmy contender. So, if wow. you want to go ahead and check out, as far as a good show to go ahead and catch. I please would I would recommend highly Barry for anyone out there that wants to go ahead and check it out because if you are interested in a quirky show that has a really good premise as far as Hollywood and and also still has a little bit of that crime type feel <laughs> because of Barry being a hitman for the real on the down low. I want to go ahead and mention Barry. I want to do make sure that everybody knows that because it's getting a lot of high praise uh, and also as well a lot of consideration for the upcoming Emmys uh, that will be coming out later this year. Then you're also going to see Secession and all that. But my friend,
0: anything you're catching or anything you're playing before you head on out, my friend?
2: I'm not really playing a whole lot right now, G. Uh, I I have not had the time. (laughs) I wish I did. Uh, I'm I'm, I'm staying caught up on uh, the uh, Bel Air. Uh, I, I love Bel Air. Uh, my wife and I just finished watching, um, oh, my goodness, what did we just watch? We just watched. We just wrapped up the the last season of You on Netflix. Um, and, yeah, that's about it, man. Life, life's uh, slowing down right now, or okay. it's heating up, I should say. So it I like get some more downtime, I, I plan on jumping the Resident Evil 4 remake, and uh, I plan to play Redfall at some point. So mm-hmm. we'll get there.
1: We'll get there, but I I do recommend you checking out uh, Star Trek Picard season three. I thought that was substantially better than one and two, which was a waste of a lot of people's time, but season three was uh, some of the highlights of this year so far. The latest season of the Mandalorian uh, I thought was okay. It certainly didn't reach the heights that season two is. It wasn't as focused because it was a little bit all over the place. Uh, It needed to do a lot of different things. And as far as introduce new characters, also hint on new stories for other series that are coming up like Ahsoka and whatnot. So it didn't really focus itself as well as uh, season two did, but still season three is a decent ride for Grogu and Din Djarin. So hopefully people will give that a a look-see when they get a chance if they have it already. But right now we're seeing some things as well, like ghosted on Netflix, which is probably going to be a big hit here as it just got released with Ana de Armas. And of course, Chris Evans, they're back together in a movie. Once again, they just can't seem to stay away from each other on screen (laughs) third movie in what five years that they've done already. But my friend, it's been great having you here looking forward to everything that's going on here in pop culture. Any last thoughts before we head on out?
2: Joe, it's always a pleasure, man. Thank you for always, uh, rolling out the red carpet for me, brother. Looking forward to doing it again, real soon.
1: No worries. I don't want the wife to give you that look as <laughs> I've gotten so many different times myself because, you know... You not supposed to say that online. <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll say that because my wife gives me that look all the time oh man
2: hey hey, baby yep she's looking at me now yep all right (laughs)
1: so while you're still alive i want to thank you so much for watching and listening everyone so it's tj johnson once again thank you so much as always my friend for being part of what we do here at the pop culture cosmos